Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have a couple things to talk about. Yes, we do. And We're to, excited. And to demonstrate. The first thing I wanted to talk about and demonstrate, actually, is the home theater in a box system that I have. It is a Yamaha YHT-5920U. B L and it's a home theater in a box and this means that it has a receiver, five speakers and a subwoofer. And one of the neat things about this is it connects to the internet or to your network at least and you can control it with an iOS app. Let me see if I can demonstrate this real quick. I have my iPhone. 756 AV controller device select. And there's an AV controller app. It's from Yamaha. And I'm going to just swipe through it real quick. More info button. There's a more info button. Yamaha living room stereo RX-V479-192.168. That's the Yamaha living room stereo. That's what I called it. And that's its IP address, isn't it? Yes, that's its IP address. So that tells me that it is online. So if I had multiple stereos that I could control or multiple DVD players, Blu-ray players that this app supports. They it's would... only a matter of time, folks. <laughs> I've already got one. <laughs> That's for a different podcast. That's an, L... <laughs> That's an LG. It's another, uh, another uh, it's a Blu-ray player that you can use with a different remote app and it can control your Blu-ray player. Um, let's double tap this. Screen dimmed. Back button. Now it says back, and then we have Yamaha living room stereo. Power off button. Power off. Jimmy Olsen's iPhone button. That's the name of my iPhone. Input button. That's the input button. Apple TV. And it's on Apple TV, which you can name the controls. So instead of it being HDMI 1, HDMI 2, HDMI 3, and you not knowing what it's connected to, you can rename them. So let's actually swipe back to... Input. Jimmy Olsen's power off button. Power off, and then we're going to double tap. Power off. And now the stereo is on, or should be on. Jimmy Olsen's power on button. Yes, it is on. And let's see if we can't... Jimmy Olsen input button. There's input. Apple TV. Apple TV. DSP button. Sci-fi. Sci-fi button. Minus 50.0 dB button. Mute off button. Volume down button. Minus 50.0 dB. Volume up button. Let me press and hold the volume button. And if you can hear that, that's in another room. Minus 12.0 dB button. Sci-fi button. Minus mute off button. Volume down. Minus 12. Volume up button. Mute off button. Volume down. Minus 4. Volume up button. Input button. Let's say we want to change the input. So we'll double tap this input button. Input. DSP, scene, option, input. DSP, scene, option, 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 scene, D, in, option, D, in, volume up. 
Vault Mute, Mina, Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi, D, Apple, Input, but AUX, Audio 2, but AUX, Button. Here are all my audio inputs, the aux. Audio 2, Audio button. 2, Audio 1, AV4, Button, AV3, but AV2, but AV1, but HEMI6, but HEMI5, HEMI4, but Apple TV, Button, Amazon Fire TV, but Tuner, Button, USB, Button, Bluetooth, Button, Net Radio, Button, Server, Button, Music cast link button button Spotify button. So you can actually connect your Spotify account to the stereo and play your Spotify account with the stereo. I have not actually done that, but it can be done. Blu-ray player button. There's the Blu-ray player. So if I double tap this, Blu-ray player. It's now switched the input to the Blu-ray player, and that allows me to not have to go over to the stereo because there's only a there's only two buttons on the stereo to control your input so you would have to remember that you were on the blu-ray player and if you wanted to get to the fire tv you would have to go one two three four five six in one direction or four five six different presses in the other direction so this allows you to directly navigate to whatever you want now let's go back to the input input button input Input A audio two A A V A V A V one H E H E Apple T V Amazon Tuner U Tuner 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 one hundred and six dot five. That's the radio station. So now megahertz button tuning but reset tuning button tuning reset but numeric keypad button AM slash FM. They must have changed this since I was playing with it. It looks like you can enter your stuff in with a numeric keypad. Let's try it. Numeric keypad button. Numeric back button. Five dip four dip three five six seven eight but nine button nine eight button eight seven six five button five dip zero C nine dip eight six six five four three two one FM AF megahertz ninety tuner ninety eight dot five. 98 dot tuner tuner back button mag a f one two three four five six eight nine six z e e n t button e n t back button and then we enter there we go now we've changed to another different radio station reset tuning button numeric keypad button numeric back button I didn't realize you could do that five dim let's see we'll do three dip two four five six seven eight nine button nine eight seven six button six five four three two one button one dip eight not zero e n t e f zero e n t e n t back button change the song Yamaha Living Room Stereo FM 96 Magna F Yamaha Living Room Stereo Back. Let me see. Back. Input FM. Yes, I am. Yamaha Living Room Stereo Input 96 Megahertz Tuner Button Tune Reset Tuning Button Numeric Key DSP 5C 5C AM Slap One Power On Jimmy Olds Page Minus Volt Minus Volume In DSP Input Button Input Mute button. Spot a blue edit. Blue edit. Jimmy Cloak. Less AM slap. Five five one three five eight. Left Blue spot button. Use surf net. Blue US tuner. Amazon Fire. Apple TV button. Go back Apple to the TV. Apple TV. Input button. And there we go. 
Jimmy Olsen, pow Yamaha living rooms, power on, button, power on. And I just turned the stereo off. One of the neat things about the stereo is that you can tell it to turn at, on at a certain volume level. So, for example, that thing was pretty loud when I turned it off because I'm in another room. So when I turn it back on, it's going to come off very, very low so that you don't wake up your neighbors at 6 in the morning if you want to listen to the radio because you forgot that you were blasting it at 9 o'clock at night and it would come on blasting. So I think that's a really neat feature. I needed sighted assistance to get that functioning properly and also sighted assistance to get the Yamaha onto the network. But once that's done, you don't have to do anything. You can even go in and update your firmware from this iPhone app. Does it have firmware often? Have you had new firmware lately? I've only had to do it once since I got it. And you've had it for, what, October, November? What was it? Something like that. It was around Christmas time. It was, yeah, a little before Christmas, I think. Yeah, yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's so accessible and it's got all the different controls and the Spotify access is appealing to me because I'm a big Spotify nut, so I think that's very cool. Server, you can actually go to your server and... If you have DLNA, uh, a, ser- a network-attached storage device that supports DLN, D- DLAN, I think it's called, you can actually browse your music Screen collection dimmed. without any special app or anything like that. You just, wow. you just browse your music collection and start playing it. Is that um, a common protocol? I don't think I've yes, ever heard of it. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's a common protocol. You can also play off of USB. I don't know if you saw the USB thing. So there was a USB option. You can plug in a thumb drive to it. And Screen lock Media off of that. You can do Bluetooth. So you can actually connect your iPhone to the stereo via Bluetooth, and that works quite well. Or you could probably connect your Amazon Echo to the stereo. Actually, yes, you could. The dot, you could connect your dot to the stereo, sure, without using the cable. So you could do, that, do it that way. So that's pretty cool. Do you have any other questions about it? I don't think so. It seems like a neat thing, and the fact that you can do it from your iDevice. Oh, do you know if there's a Droid version of the app? Yes, there is, and it's also accessible. Yay, fun, fun. Yeah, and you can go in, and you can have one in one hand and one in the other. (laughs) (laughs) Which, one thing about this type of remote, that is if your stereo is too loud, uh, you might not be able to hear voiceover, so it's, you know... So you'd have to resort to the old-fashioned remote with buttons. Yeah, that could be a little problematic. Or the buttons on the device. The device itself, or the receiver itself, is pretty darn tactile. It's got different shapes for the different buttons and stuff like that. So you know what you're pressing, you know, once you figure it out. You know where volume, the volume's a knob, but you know where tuning up and tuning down is and the tuning for the different uh, inputs and things like that. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice that you've got those various options Number one, that the app is so accessible cross-platform, mm-hmm. and the fact that you've got the stereo and it's tactile enough to be able to figure it out. So it sounds like if you get yourself stuck in a way that you'll have the opportunity to get out of that pretty easily one way or another. Yes, I've done it either way. I've done it both ways. I've gotten stuck because I didn't know what input it was on, so I fired up the the remote on the iPhone and was able to uh, to do it. Having said that, these names don't seem to go across to the stereo itself. They seem to be within the app. So the Fire TV or the Apple TV, those names that I gave it are only on the app. So you'd have to rename them within the app, each app. So if you have an iPad or an iPhone or what have you, they can all control the device. 
but you'd have to rename the inputs. That's interesting that it doesn't sync across your iOS device. It's weird. Yeah, I'm surprised it doesn't sync back to the machine itself. Because mm. that's kind of what I thought it would do, but it didn't. Yeah, you would think. Well, mm-hmm. I wonder I wonder if you have to have some kind of syncing option turned on or something. That's weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird because on the display, of course, it's going to show HDMI 1 for Fire TV, HDMI 2 for blah, blah, blah. So it's not going to show visually what I name them, which is unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Far as our next topic, it was May 18th, 2015, when we appeared on Tech Talk and announced the stream tutorial to the world. Yes, it was officially done the day before, and we will never forget that Monday of the 18th because it was the Monday from hell. And uh, we often laugh about it now because everything that could go wrong that day did. Exactly. So it was it was quite an adventure trying to get shopping cart ready and trying to get all the last minute things finished and hoping that you're ready to launch mm-hmm. by the time that that night shows up and by the time we're on at 8 p.m. And it was just one thing and another, and we finally managed to go on, and everything went swimmingly. It was a great presentation. It was very enjoyable, and it's hard to believe it's been a year since the stream tutorial was released. So we're celebrating the stream tutorial's birthday tomorrow. And with that, if you purchase the stream tutorial tomorrow, and it's tomorrow only. uh, Only tomorrow. The tutorial's price will drop down $20, so that's the... That's the celebration and the thank you for everybody who's who's made this tutorial such a success. And made MA such a success. I mean, this was essentially, in some ways, our flagship product. It wasn't the first product MA put out. It was the first product I was involved in and really meant a lot to me, the amount of people who have purchased it and all the amazing feedback. Our reputation definitely precedes us anymore, which just is a very flattering thing. It means a lot to us. So whether or not you purchased it, if you're listening to this, we definitely appreciate your support. And this is kind of our thank you to you on the stream's anniversary to give you a little bit of a treat. So if you haven't purchased it and have considered it, tomorrow might be a good day to do it. It's May 18th all day, and the price will be $69. Mm-hmm. And this tutorial is 8 hours and 15-ish minutes. It's a little under that. However... That brings me to the next topic of interest, which is the fact that within the next week, we hope the updates will be finished for the stream tutorial. Let's say by the end of May, the updates should be completed. The updates we've been trying to get done for you guys for months for both the stream and the Echo tutorials. (laughs) So we do apologize for that. We got caught up in this Humanware project, and they simply hadn't gotten done, and it wasn't that we had forgotten about you guys or were trying to neglect you in any way whatsoever. It was just a matter of resources. I can only record so many things in one day and do so many projects in one day, work-wise or personally. And, you know, things just happen, and we want to be able to get you the highest quality possible. I'm not going to throw something together and say, oh, this is good enough. It's never good enough. We don't do that here. So we're going to get you those updates. They are going to be available. And when they are available, we will be letting you know in the next episode after they become available, and we will also be letting the news list know. So if you're part of that, you'll receive an email notification. If you've already purchased it, you'll just go into your account, and you can download afresh. If you do want an SD card, 
with your updates on them, you need to talk to us. You need to call us and let us know because we're going to have to figure that out with you. The new, fresh, updated downloads will show up in your account automatically. And, of course, if you need any help, we're a phone call or an email away. And if, you're, uh, if you've already purchased, we can get you the information you need and help you out. Which leads me to our final announcement, which is the... RealNote Touch tutorial that has taken forever to put together, it seems. We got a little carried away. Well, I got a little carried away. <laughs> well, we got a little carried away. <laughs> the Touch tutorial at last count was over 11 hours in length. Yeah. So it's somewhere between 11 and 12 hours. Yeah, deep. it's not quite 12. Mm -hmm. We know that for right. quite sure. It's under 12, but not by too much. Yeah, the, Probably about 11 and a half, I yeah, guess. Yeah, the final total hasn't been done. The final recording is done, but yep. the total has not been uh, done yet. The final edits were put together today, so it's done in terms of the recording and editing portion is finished. Yay! <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna send out the MP3s uh, pretty soon. The tutorial, the Daisy stuff, still really needs to be done. Our boss doesn't have the MP3s yet, so we we gotta give them to him first. That's important. right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the boss final project. <laughs> <laughs> There's still more to do. I have to transcribe everything, but after that, Chris does the Daisy and gets these MP3s volumized and everything nice and pretty. Then that aspect of it will be put to bed so i can't tell you how proud i am of it and how excited i am about the fact that it is almost ready for you guys to listen to it has been a mammoth undertaking and it really became more than we thought even in this last week i mean it's been absolutely insane so if i'm quieter than usual around ma land in the next few days you will know that it is probably because i am in a nice blissful coma somewhere <laughs> enjoying a well-deserved little rest from all the craziness that has come through the recording and editing of this tutorial <laughs> so after this podcast after we close in a couple of minutes we are going to drop in the introduction to the tutorial. Yeah, we want you guys to hear it. It basically just shares some tips and tricks to get you started. It's a little preface, and it also gives a very thorough, well-rounded summary of all the topics that are going to be covered. It does not, however, tell you that there are going to be a lot of amazing third-party apps that are covered in Part 3. So if you're into that, if you want to be able to download items from the Google Play Store on the very first Google certified Braille tablet, this will be your opportunity to find out what kind of goodies you can install. And I must tell you, I had a blast creating that piece. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. One more final thing that Kim wanted to talk about really quickly, and that is upcoming summer projects. Yeah, there's several things on the horizon. The first one that's going to be covered and dealt with, I'll be starting it probably in a couple weeks, will be the Kindle Fires the latest edition or generation of the Kindle Fires. That's going to be a very exciting project. It's probably going to take me a few weeks to do it because, admittedly, my poor little Kindle has been neglected, sadly. wonder why. <laughs> Since, yeah, I'm not quite sure why. I wonder what I have time to play with it. But <laughs> that's going to be the first thing that's coming up. A couple other things I do want to mention that will be coming up over the course of the summer. I've been asked multiple times, and we've both been asked multiple times for the creation of some beginner tutorials for iOS in particular. Android may be coming in future as well, but I don't, I can't give you specifics on that. 
but I have decided to record an iOS beginner's tutorial, the Mystic Access Way, which hopefully means it will be one of the best ones you've ever heard. And we really hope so, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm already planning it in my head. That will be an upcoming project that will be happening relatively soon in terms of a larger project that will be happening. And another thing that I have planned to do over the course of the summer will be just a basic web navigation tutorial, an internet navigation tutorial for those of you who would like some extra tips and tricks. Perhaps you're beginners, perhaps you've just lost your site or you are beginning to and you're transitioning, or perhaps you're someone who is simply not very skilled in terms of your computer usage and would like to become more so with a screen reader. I'm going to give you stuff that is universal between screen readers that you can utilize. We'll talk a lot about headings and links and landmarks and good stuff like that. And I just want to make it an easier process for you. We can do some searches and various things to try to make it easier and less intimidating for you. So those of you who are interested in something like that or would like to become a little more proficient may be interested in that particular upcoming project. And there is more, which I'm not going to say anything about, but mm -hmm. there are some smaller ones that will be coming up as well over the course of the summer. And, yeah, I won't go any further into anything else that I know I'm going to be doing, but there are a couple. But those are probably the major projects that will be coming up over the course of the summer with others as well. If you want to be kept up to date in terms of what we're doing and when we're doing them and when they're going to come out and all that good stuff, your best bet is to join our news list, manews-subscribe at mysticaccess.com. You will receive goodies and updates and podcast updates in terms of when new episodes come out. You'll be the first to know about them. And you may also receive exclusive goodies and coupons that are unavailable to anyone else. So the news place is a good place to be. And we do not send many emails. Generally, we don't send more than once every couple weeks. So you won't hear from us too often. I just wanted to thank you all for listening and have a good evening. And remember, the introduction to the Braille Note Touch audio tutorial is coming up. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. Welcome to the HumanWare Braille Note Touch audio tutorial created by Mystic Access. Thanks for joining me. Part 1 Getting to Know the Braille Note Touch. Welcome and summary of topics covered within this audio tutorial. Hello. Thank you for your interest in the HumanWare Braille Note Touch audio tutorial created by Mystic Access. My name is Kim Loftus and I will be your guide on this adventure. The focus of this tutorial is to provide you with a thorough understanding of the major features and functions of the Braille Note Touch. This is an innovative device that allows greater productivity, efficiency, and fun for those who use it. In this tutorial, I hope to explore all of those components with you through showing you the variety of applications included in the BrailleNote Touch. In this section, I'm going to take you through the summary of topics that will be covered throughout the remainder of this tutorial. Prior to that, though, I want to share a few things about the tutorial itself and then offer up a few pieces of advice prior to us getting started. 
First, please note that the tutorial is in DAISY format. Therefore, any device that you have which is capable of playing DAISY books can be utilized to play this tutorial. There are three parts in this tutorial, and you may move between parts at level 1. The sections within these parts are navigable at level 2, and subsections can be moved through at level 3. The DAISY format allows you to navigate very easily to the specific information that is relevant to you and your situation at any given moment. If, for whatever reason, you aren't comfortable or otherwise do not wish to utilize the DAISY functionality in order to listen to the tutorial, you may listen to the MP3 files without DAISY navigation. You may listen in any MP3 capable device. Just place the folder in the location required by that device and you will be able to listen to the MP3 file. Now, allow me to share a few pieces of advice that may be helpful for you as you proceed further into the tutorial. There's a great deal of extensive information here. In order to keep you from being too overwhelmed, here are some tips that may help you to learn the information included in this tutorial more easily. First of all, you may wish to listen to the entire tutorial once all the way through. That way you can get an idea of how the Braille Note Touch behaves, what the applications are like, and the variety of circumstances and situations in which certain applications may be useful for you personally. Doing this may also help you to become familiar with some basic commands, functions, and features that may be particularly relevant for you. When you listen to the tutorial for the second time, or if you would like to dive in right away, I encourage you to follow along with me with your own Braille Note Touch. This is particularly useful if you wish to learn to use Touch Braille. You can become familiar with typing in this way, learn basic commands, and discover the responsiveness of the unit firsthand as you follow along. Something else that may be helpful is to ask yourself the following question. What apps are going to be helpful for you personally? or what functions are most important for you to learn right away. You may wish to tackle these first, or if you would rather move chronologically through the tutorial, I encourage you to take a section or two at a time and no more than that. This way it will keep your overwhelm and frustration to a minimum. As you become more familiar with the commands, functions, and applications available through your BrailleNote Touch, the BrailleNote Touch will become easier and more intuitive for you to use. You will also find, as you move through the tutorial, that there are many commands that work the same way within different applications. If you are already familiar with Keysoft from perhaps having owned other BrailleNote products in the past, then the learning curve in this tutorial will not be as steep for you. Also, particularly as we move into Part 3, if you have some familiarity with Android, this will also give you an advantage. If Keysoft and Android are both new to you, however, please don't be discouraged. While there is a great deal to learn, I hope to take you through the basic and advanced functions in a friendly and informal way that will feel comfortable for you. If at any time you are feeling intimidated or frustrated or not quite sure what to do next, just stop, take a deep breath, and perhaps come back tomorrow or even in an hour. You'll be surprised what a difference that can make. Remember, this is not an exam. You're not being graded on it. While it's important to learn the material, you aren't going to learn as quickly or easily if you're uptight and feeling upset. Take some deep breaths. Try to relax and have fun with it. The more you can view this experience as a game or an adventure or something fun, the easier the learning process will likely be. Finally, there's nothing wrong with asking for help if you need it. Feel free to reach out. There are lots of knowledgeable people who would be happy to help you. Please don't hesitate to reach out to HumanWare customer support. They are available via phone and email. The support contact information for your particular country can be found on the HumanWare website. 
Also, please note that while this tutorial is a great method for learning the device at your own pace, there are also forums, Facebook groups, email lists, and podcasts that can assist you in further developing your own learning. Take it slow, don't rush, be thorough, and most importantly, relax and have fun. This is your journey, it's unique to you, and using your touch will be unique to you as well. You may find that I do things in the course of this tutorial that just don't work for you. You may prefer to utilize another method to complete the same task. That's one reason why in the course of this tutorial, I'm going to provide you multiple methods for conducting various tasks. If there is more than one way to do something, I'll tell you about that so that you can choose what works best for you. Now, let's move into a discussion of what's going to be coming up in the course of this tutorial. Again, I encourage you to take it slowly and pick a couple of sections at most to study during the course of a day. There's plenty to learn and I have every confidence that you can do it. Part 1 is entitled Getting to Know the Braille Note Touch and that's exactly what we're going to do in the course of this part of the tutorial. In this section, I'm providing you with a summary of topics that we're going to cover and giving you some tips and advice that will assist you as you proceed. In the next section, we're going to talk about the benefits and features of your Braille Note Touch. What makes it innovative? What makes it different than other devices that are out there in the marketplace? In the next section, I'm going to show you how to export material that you may have on a previous generation Braille Note device so that you may continue to use this material on your Braille Note Touch. In the next section, we'll discuss what's in the box and I will acquaint you with the physical orientation of the Braille Note Touch. In the next section, I'll talk to you about how to best maintain your touch. This will include information on charging your touch, standby mode, and cleaning the braille cells. In the next section, we'll discuss and explore the two navigation methods utilized by the touch. These are touch braille and explore by touch. We'll talk about the differences, and I'll give you a bit of information about how each mode can be useful. At last, in the next section, we'll be actually taking the touch and getting to hear how it works. In this section, we will be doing the initial setup process, including going through the Keysoft and Android wizards, and I will be showing you how to sign in to Wi-Fi and Google with ease. In the next section, I'll show you how you can power on and off and lock and unlock your touch, and we will be discussing various ways that you can change your lock screen to suit your personal taste. In the next section, we'll discuss methods for successfully typing on your Braille Note Touch using Touch Braille. We'll discuss some tips and tricks for typing efficiently, utilizing the virtual Braille keyboard. I'll also tell you about other methods that are available for you to type on your Braille Note Touch. Since I know we all have our own particular desires in terms of how our devices sound, in the next section, we'll be talking about commands for manipulating your volumes, sounds, and braille and speech output. The next section, we'll discuss the visual display and how to use it. After that, I'll be taking you on a tour of the Touch's main menu, and I'll also be showing you some of the huge benefits of using first letter navigation on your Touch. In this section, I will also be showing you how to access recent apps, switch between navigational elements, and some basic navigation commands and tips, which will prove helpful later, and which will assist you in multiple apps. In the next section, we'll talk about ways that you can get help. For instance, if you forget a command, there are easy ways to find out what that command may be. This section will also show you how to access the built-in user guide and the built-in startup tutorial. In the next section, I'll show you how to access the Touch's various settings, including Keysoft settings, Android settings, the notification shade, and quick settings. In the final section of part one, I'll give you some troubleshooting tips, including how to factory reset your unit if you ever need to do that. 
Part two will provide a thorough exploration of the many Keysoft applications, most of which are located on the main menu of your Braille Note Touch. In the case of all of these apps, I will thoroughly discuss and demonstrate them for you and show you ways in which utilizing them could prove to be beneficial for you in your own life and work. All of the features of each app will be demonstrated extensively. The apps that we'll be going over include Keyword, Keymail, Keylist, Keyplan, Keyweb, the Victor Reader, Key Calc, Key Files, Key BRF, and Key Updater. In the Key Updater section, I will also show you how to update your BrailleNote Touch when new firmware is available for you, and I will talk to you about various ways that you can conduct these updates. Finally, in Part 3, I'm going to show you the amazing world of the Google Play Store. This literally puts millions of apps right at your fingertips, so there are a world of possibilities that you can explore here. After a thorough exploration of the Google Play Store and what's available and how you can search for, browse, and install apps, I'll take you through a few third-party apps that we've chosen for both productivity and just plain fun. I'm not going to tell you which apps we're going to cover. That will be a surprise, so you'll have to wait and see. Going through this section will not only show you how easy it is to find apps that you want, but it will help you to gain confidence in going into the Play Store and looking for apps that will work well with your particular lifestyle. Part 3 is going to be particularly fun, so I hope you'll enjoy it. At the end of each part, parts 1, 2, and 3, there are going to be two special sections. I realize that sometimes when learning a new piece of assistive technology, there is a great intimidation factor. What if it's too overwhelming? What if it's too much? What if I just can't figure it all out? I've been a certified life coach since 2006, and with the knowledge gained in my profession and the many wonderful clients that I have met over the years, I developed these two sections that you will experience at the end of each part to give you some tips and tricks to help you to learn to manage your time and learn your assistive technology in a way that is fun, efficient, and most of all, not overwhelming. I want the process to be fun and easy for you. That's one of the goals of Mystic Access in creating any of our work. We really want you to have a pleasant experience and not feel like you're constantly teetering at the end of some cliff somewhere. We want it to be an enjoyable experience for you to learn your technology. The two sections at the end of each part are called the Encouragement Corner, and now it's your turn. The encouragement corner is simply that. I give you some tips and tricks to assist you in becoming more self-empowered, confident, and focused in your learning process. And in the case of each part, these tips will be specific to the sections that we just covered. If these tips and tricks help you, then great, I encourage you to utilize them. If not, that's perfectly okay too, but they're there if you need them. The Now It's Your Turn section assists you in becoming a little bit more proactive in learning to utilize your technology. While it's great that you have resources, tutorials, forums, etc. to utilize and to gain instruction from, I found that, for me at least, the way I learn best with my technology is to essentially just jump into the sandbox and begin to play. And I think that playful attitude can be very helpful in learning to utilize your technology. So I try to make the Now It's Your Turn sections fun as well as instructive for you. I hope you'll find these two additional sections of information helpful in your particular learning process. So, it's time to take a deep breath. There's a lot of information to come, and I hope you'll have a lot of fun learning about your Braille Note Touch. Thanks so much for joining me for this tutorial. I look forward to sharing with you. In the next section, we're going to discuss the benefits and features of your Braille Note Touch. It can really do some exciting things, so stay tuned.
The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.